The sun begins to set on the sands of a lively beach, where children trace seagulls, where starfish sleep, and where boardwalk arcades beam out every color of light. A little ways down, the sands are unoccupied near a lone, gothic beach house. Its colors, dark purples and browns, don't much match the sort of cheery tourist environment. Plenty of passers-by wonder if it's haunted, and they never get an answer. The only thing they know is that when the sun touches the ocean and paints the sky soft oranges and reds, the house looks both lovely and sad. Hello, everyone! Welcome to Good Neighbors, the actual play podcast of Monster of the Week. We're going to do things a little differently this time around. I know I've said that before, but trust me, this time I mean it. Our previous interlude got very um, intense, what? and so we thought <laughs> we thought it best to let our characters breathe for just a little while. So sit back, relax, and know that nothing too bad is going to happen here. If anything goes wrong, uh, the characters did it to themselves. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, we are two weeks after the sealing of the Visitor. What has your recovery been like? For some of you, the damage has been more mental than physical. Uh, but for others, no, it has been extremely physical. Are you okay? How are you doing? Uh, so, Flint absolutely had to have other people magically heal him. Because he is too poor for... Uh, doctor's visits, and honestly, in this country, aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, remember when I said nothing bad is going to happen here. <laughs> he yeah, nothing has... like hospital debt to really set the mood. That's why we have magic. Magic <laughs> fixes that. So, my guess is that he has had Beck and June and any of their friends that can, like, intermittently stopping by and helping close severe wounds. Yeah, uh, uh, for those of you who are just getting here, uh, Flint had had several sort of tentacly tendrils go through his uh, gut, thighs, and shoulder at some point, I believe. Like, like bayonet-style holes. <laughs> the ones yeah. that don't close. Yeah. I think so. uh, June is not up for casting magic currently, but uh, Loon from the South Swamp Devils knows, like, a little bit. Like, we saw Loon uh, mm. do some first aid on Flint before, and I think Loon has a little bit of magical talent, so I'm sure they'd yeah. be... I'm sure he would be up for stopping by. Okay. Uh, I think, at the very least, though they might not be able to, like, properly seal wounds, they can at least apply soothant, you know? Be like, I... I, you know, I can help you feel a little bit better and maybe not thinking about it will so much will make it go by a little bit quicker. That kind of thing. Who's next? Who's healing? Who's hurting? I think there's a lot of dissonance that occurs with, like, magical healing because it, like, uh, works really well cosmetically, mm -hmm. uh, but then a lot of the, the soreness and, like, the phantom pains are still there. Ooh, so I, I like think that, that like, Magical healing uh, is very advanced and helpful, but then it also has like its own psychological challenges that kind of come along with it. I like it's, that. It's really easy to accidentally like overexert yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that there have been more than a few people, uh, and maybe Chuck has warned you against this, uh, who have uh, gotten really reliant on magical healing, and uh, it starts to like deaden some things where like your body becomes really, really resilient to certain things. 
Uh, you, your aging slows a little bit, at least visually, and you become like a little less human looking that way. You look a little uncanny because you become perfected if you do it too often. Yeah, I love that. Cassius, how you healing? Uh, I think Cassius is doing good old fashioned uh, stolen insurance. Uh, I think he perhaps still has like a PBS insurance card from when he worked for Antiques Horror Show that he like uh, like caught a particular uh, like PA who was supposed to tell someone to like cancel it, but he managed to catch them and like distract them long enough that he has like one more go on this insurance card. So I, think, I like I the think, idea that it's like a punch card. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, it's like once once he once they, it goes through, they'll like notice that it's still active. Mm-hmm. So I think we just see Cash is sort of like nervously tapping at the front desk as he like s- skips out of the hospital early. I love that. That's great. Uh, and uh, do, 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 you, do you try to get magical healing for your missing limb? Or do you, oh, do you I'll take get, any kind of healing I can get, sure. my friend. Do you get, like, um, do you try to wear a prosthetic? Do you kind of just try to live without it? Do you tie up your sleeve? How does that kind of work? At least for the first few weeks. What This is, well, this is, we're going to a beach, so presumably it's summer days. Yeah, so well, no, you, it's not. It's just in the south. Oh, okay. Right? Well, it's, it's, we're, it's we're, warm, at least, is what I yeah, mean. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I don't think he, like, ties off his shirt sleeve. I think he just has, like, a Hawaiian-style shirt for these few days. Uh, gotcha. And I don't think he's going to worry about a prosthetic yet. I think he's just trying to, like, let it mend on its own for, at first, at least. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely reasonable. Uh, June, how are you recovering? Uh, unless you want to get into it more uh, later. Um, I think June is staying at Chalamet's beach house. Uh, yeah. And is uh, kind of a bit of a recluse during this two-week period. I'm sure, like, the devil stopped by, and I'm sure uh, some of the good neighbors swing by occasionally. Um, But, yeah, I think June is a little fucked up. um, And is uh, wandering this house quite a bit. For sure. Uh, in terms of like physical management, you were also one away from death last time. Yeah, How's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Um, probably not great. I I think like June will eat when someone tells them to eat, and will mm. like shower when someone tells them to shower. But otherwise, is not taking super great care of themselves. Uh, I get that during this two week period. Uh, I think you regularly get check ins from Bishop and Magpie, who just like. And it's, it's more of like an alarm, like, hey, eat. Here's a picture of food. Or they've had it delivered to you. Like, right. well, now you have it here. You got to eat. That sort of thing. Okay. Lovely, lovely. Uh, let's let's change gears just a little bit here. Uh, and let's go the kind of aftermath of those that experience. And that'll maybe be the darkest part here of this game, in, in theory here. And then we'll get on to that. Oh, Juicy relaxation, baby. Uh, Beck, how has the bulwark responded to the knowledge that the beacon is not only alive and well, but active, powerful, and making deals with local monsters? I I think that, like, the uh, patience is, like, wearing kind of thin, and uh, a lot of people who aren't usually privy to a lot of information from Chuck and people who haven't been selected to learn magic are getting more antsy about 
being able to like defend themselves and being like more aware of the situation. Mm. Uh, so I think that there's like a lot of like unrest there. For sure. Uh, so Chuck hasn't kept any secrets in any way and he's trying to, how's he, how's he handling? Is he being a good, you know, leader? Is he getting nervous? Is he, how's he handling? I think that he's uh, pretty forthright when it comes to like sharing information, uh, mm-hmm. but is still very hesitant to just like teach anybody magic because he sure. treats it as something that is very like chaotic and precious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, I think Legrand is like back in like an iron case now. Like this is the one time I let it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and <laughs> nearly, yeah, nearly went kablam. Alrighty. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, Cassius, how do you explain your injury to Dana, the friend you live with? And when she keeps pestering you about Gert, who keeps coming back and ending up in the house, what do you tell her? Uh, oh, that's just Gert. She'll do that to you. Uh, but the, 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 oh, well, you know, I live a, a very exciting, dangerous life, Dana. Um, so, you know, sometimes, uh, Cassius, I'm not stupid. Something's happening. Were you, were you in like a, a some kind of fight? Was is there yeah, like a local bit. crime person who's doing something to you? Oh, do you no, need to? Do we need to go to somebody? Like, we're all good, Dana. Don't worry. If I, I wouldn't bring any danger, Cassius, you live in my house. If something is after you or something like that, it's if you're pulling anymore. stupid stunt, Cassius. <laughs> what you knew? You, you knew what kind of man I was when I came here. I don't know that I did. To be honest. I didn't know. I thought you were out here trying to get kids lunch money. I didn't realize you're out here, like in a gang war or something. It's not a gang. Uh, kind of a gang war in a way. You could Cassius. frame it like that. I'm just saying you could frame the right person can frame it like that. You know. Okay, I mean? who is the right person? And will they tell me what's happening? I guess. Um, uh, uh, data, 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 data. You gotta give me a second to collect my thoughts here. Okay, you can't just ambush me with wanting to know basic information about my day to day life. I think she she had originally come in kind of like you were. Um, I don't know, maybe on the couch or something. She came in out of um like her bedroom or something. Mm-hmm. And did that thing where like you hang on the the door framing, just yeah. like knock knock, and is yeah. now like gripping it so tightly <laughs> it's like cracking a little bit. Uh. Look, um, I came to town trying to figure out some stuff about my past, and I'm making better choices now, and I'm making amends for the things I've done in my past. So that's going to come with some sacrifices, but I assure you there's no danger to you. You promise? If there was, I'd tell you. I mean, really, would you? Well, look, okay, even if you think I'm the most self-serving, selfish bastard in the, this cape, uh, you know, if you're dead, then I don't got a place to stay. So, you know, it's it's at least in my best interest to keep you in the loop. But, you know, I would hope you'd at least have a little bit of better opinion of me by this point. You know, uh, I think she sits down on the couch next to you and says, uh, well, roll me a manipulated person. Why not? Fucking... Oh gosh, she is an ally, so I think the this the fallout would be pretty low if something was wrong. But I think uh, at the same time, this is a mm. lot to take in. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
Uh, I'm sure if I've been I, if I've been in the hospital, I'm imagining I've been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. But I, I probably called her at some point just to tell her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, am I getting any negatives for this cut sort of like condition I'm in? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think you're good for now. I think at the very least you are hurt, and she's willing to provide mm-hmm. some some support there. Word. Uh, then that will be a fourteen. <laughs> oh, why did you ask? <laughs> I saw you would have done anything. I don't know. If I had, if I, had <laughs> I was right. certain, I was thinking it as I was rolling, and then I was like, "Oh, I should ask that." So I you're right. The audience, how to play Monster of the Week? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We've run a, a very bizarre masterclass. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it was five and six, which is eleven plus three is yeah. Uh, alrighty, then uh, she's gonna listen to you because uh, because you say so, and she believes your your. Uh, you took a moment to like kind of let the, the wall down, uh, and she sits down next to you and says, "Is there any way I can help?" Um, you like the beach? Yeah, I got some friends. You wanna you wanna meet the people I've been spending the time some time with? Do I? I don't think I can answer that. For right. context, yeah, I, you know I the the arm was here before I last went out to to talk to them, and since then it has gone. So, uh, well, when you put it you like would. that, yeah, sure, I'll come to the beach. All right, should be low key. I wouldn't, you know, worry too much about it. All right, um, but you're already helping Dana, you know. So, you nope. don't gotta worry about doing too much more, but I'll let you know if I think of anything. Okay. Well, if anybody's are coming for this house, you you should give... Can you give me a call? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. great. Oh, do you think... Uh, do you think we could get a train from downstairs? I just wanna... Sure. Before we go, that's it. I just need to... That's all. Uh, at some point, she goes downstairs and... and... <laughs> buys you a toy train lit <laughs> what the fuck is this for <laughs> don't worry <laughs> it's something real dumb <laughs> not really don't think don't think too hard into it it's not that deep okay uh flint after what you've seen with the beacon with the visitor and how dangerous constance really is we have concrete evidence now uh how do you navigate this with the bureau do you tell them the whole truth so they might be better equipped to deal with a doomsday scenario? Do you obfuscate it to keep them from taking control over the situation? Uh, how do you kind of navigate this? So, uh, I would actually like to head to the... Uh, I know where the Bureau office is, right? They uh, ha- they are stationed. Uh, yeah. They have like a, a kind of a fake setup as like a treasury secretary thing going on, where one of the Bureau like hangs out all day and kind of fields information. Yeah, I'm going to uh, head over there with a shoebox full of info and knock on the door and ask if Cold is there. Uh, he isn't at the time, but he could be there pretty soon. If something's yeah, like, uh, urgent. Oh, uh, 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 wait for him. Tell him uh, Flint's here. He's got some information. Uh, they agree. Uh, you, I think, get... Oh, you don't have a phone. Uh they come back outside to tell you uh, there's a, a, a hot dog cart uh, over yonder uh, and he'll meet you there for uh, kind of uh, 
a plain sight kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, and eventually, uh, not wearing the black, uh, like, the men in black attire, but, like, wearing, um, just, like, a polo and khakis, uh, is, is Hector, who looks, I think, maybe distinctly weird because of the rugged face to clean phone, phone store uniform style thing they're wearing. I have just a shit-eating grin on my face. Uh, uh, how's it going, Hector? Shakes your hand. Uh, good to see you again, Flint. Good to Are see you? you, too. I got a, I got uh, a lot of information that I actually want to give you on, you know, some big problems. That thing that I told you about, a lot more dangerous than I thought it was. And I hand, oh. o- I hand him over the shoebox that had the information on what the visitor was. Mm-hmm. And then I also take out a, you know, one of those little uh, scoreboards where you flip uh, the score. Mm-hmm. I hand him one of those and I flip home to one. <laughs> he uh, is like chewing a, like a like a really spicy hot dog and he's like handed you one and he like stops. <laughs> makes a little mouth noise, little uh, uh, teeth click. Congratulations. I'd say it's a victory for everyone. Yep. Yeah. He did good work. And uh, you can tell that he's like... Part of him is that kind of person that's like, I was going to do it. But at the same time, he's he's also however old you are, which we don't know. And it's had time to kind of cool off a little bit. Uh, so I think he still does the, well done, well done. But you can kind of feel underneath. He's like, you bastard. Uh, you, you really just came here to rub it in, but he doesn't say that. He goes, that's going to correct itself. Just so you know. I, uh, I think we're going to keep doing good work. And I look forward to the day that you can see that. I would be very bad at my job if, um, if I didn't wish that were true. So, uh, I'm still cautious. I'm going to pour through this and, you know, deal with it appropriately. But I, I want to remind you that it could be different, Flint. You could be with us doing a lot grander of a much grander of a scale. Uh, when you see what we just took out, that's that's a pretty fucking grand scale. I guess I'll say. Anyway, uh, me and the kids are, uh, you know, the kids that are doing the real legwork. We're going to the beach pretty soon. Congrats. Wouldn't mind seeing you there. His, he had his, like, uh, I'm a cool guy smirk kind of cools a little bit as he looks like he's pondering it. Maybe. If, yeah. You know, to keep tabs on me. Yeah. Hey, um, you ever, uh, he shows you his salmon tattoo. You, you run into this every now and again, just kind of in your life. Yeah, actually, uh, it just appeared on my storage shed. Um, 
Okay, good to know. You speak um, Gaelic at all? I don't. I like the sound of it. Uh, it is very kind of melodic and and soothing in its own way, and sometimes hard to listen to. But no, no, I don't. Do you know someone who does? Yeah, my uh, the person who owns the storage area. I I assume that you have figured out that this is probably a reference to the salmon of knowledge. Yes. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, so, guy who only speaks Gaelic mm-hmm. pointed at me and essentially through charades was like, don't be strong, be smart. Okay. And that's all I could really get out of him about the salmon of knowledge. I guess that's reasonable. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> here, have a dog on me. Oh, thanks. Oh, maybe I'll see you later. Yeah, that'd be nice. And they, uh, the two of you do the cool guy walk away as uh, he gets in his car and sees you walking away in the mirror and ponders going to the fucking beach. <laughs> I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> June, how has your new existence manifested itself? How different do you look? Have your speech patterns, dreams, or behavior evolved to accommodate this, uh, like, symbiote in you that has both mutualistic and parasitic qualities? Well, when you put it like that, oh, um, I think... How else would you put it? I don't, I don't, I don't know, uh... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's a better way to put it. Uh, June is, I think for, like, this first two weeks is really struggling and uh, feeling pretty depressed about their situation. And I think the the low point is probably the, like, day before everyone is showing up for this beach hangout mm-hmm. and I think it gets to the point where they write a letter to their family and then decide like fuck that and they they burn the letter and then yeah. like go and put their face on and take a shower and stuff uh, nice. I, I think June still looks pretty normal but um, their like monstrous changes become more apparent the more they like access that power set. Okay. Um, I think they're dreaming about the book James gave them, and are like kind of constantly thinking about it and trying not to think about it, and um kind of like walking around with it and putting it under their pillow when they sleep, but June has not been reading it. Fair enough. Uh, I think when you look at the, um, the, the born book, when you see it's incandescent lettering, uh, I think that, um, you can kind of feel this, like this, like distant dreamy sensation. I think it is almost disorienting to look at, uh, every now and again, uh, uh, and it, it kind of in the same way that when whenever you and James like had your faces really close to each other, like if you ever like leaned down like really far to like get eye level uh, and he became kind of blurry to look at, 
and kind of gave you little headaches here and there. I think that happens when you get a proper look at the Born book, um, implying that like if you were to read it, there might be some further sort of um, uh, like sensation or or like disorientation triggered by it. Uh, and I think that that can on its own be scary. Uh, but at the same time, you know that he did intend for you to use this to your benefit in some way. So uh, I think you do get to know that it is not necessarily a threat, but it it's one of those things like not bad, but weird. That kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Alrighty. Let's, uh, let's bring it on in here. Let's get the gang together, shall we? Everyone arrives at Chalamet's Beach House wearing relaxation attire and holding bags of vacation supplies. Dr. Garcia makes sure to give everyone a quick tour of the place with its multitude of bedrooms, balconies, bathrooms, and hot tub. The study is lined with books, and there was a classic typewriter in the old oak desk. Uh, June, you spent all of this time in relative privacy as you heal from your ritualistic experience. Where does everyone find you, and what were you up to? I think June has been in their room getting ready to see everyone, and, like, June is going to wait for the party to be, like, 20 minutes in, and is then going to descend down and greet everyone. Hell yeah. I think, uh... Uh, Chalamet can read a room or read a uh, whatever and I think has walked upstairs to where your room would have been, sees it's closed and is like you definitely heard me coming in if you didn't come out now, you know, and you're probably waiting on something and goes downstairs and kind of gives you your privacy. Uh, uh, secondarily, uh, who did you all invite with you aside from the obvious uh, and who is unexpectedly in the area? I'll go ahead and finagle why they are there, uh, but let me know who it is that you want to see. Uh, it doesn't have to be at the party. It can be just at the beach if you ever leave the house or anything like that. But it's assumed that you can spend a couple days here if you want. Uh, you can spend one night here if that's your goal. Uh, however long feels good for your character to get that rest in relaxation, baby. Yeah. I know Flint invited Lewis. Uh, Lewis is so excited. Lewis goes to parties. You know, he's cool, but he's never been to a magic person party. Uh, Lewis is, like, really popular, uh, and so he's, like... He is the guy that, like, makes the punch, makes drinks for people, uh, is sometimes the mom friend, but, like, everyone's like, is that's the cool guy host? You want Lewis at your party? And so he has brought, like, duffel bags of liquor bottles. Are you 21, uh, kid? I'm, I'm 22. We've been over this, Mr. Flint. <laughs> I'm, I'm already handing him a beer. <sighs> Thank you! Crack. And he can do that cool guy thing where he, like, pops it on the, on the top and it flicks off and it opens on its own. Uh, yeah, and he's he's happy to be here. Oh, um, did you guys want Rashida to be here? I think no, only because <laughs> she is so young. Yeah, that, yeah. It, it like, could be one of those things where they're yeah. like, well, well, my niece is going to be here for like a half an hour at this period of time before she gets tuckered out and has, you know what I mean? It could be one of those things. But She's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. here before she goes to stay at her friend's place yeah. a yeah, couple yeah, of yeah. weeks down in case anybody does want to have a talk with her. Exactly, yeah. For sure. Then she is there right now, and she knows that adults drink beer, so it's not like a weird mm-hmm. thing for her in the first like little while. Uh, but she has her spider, and she's trying to show everyone. Good. And it's ruining some of the vibe for some people. Some people is making it good, but you know. Anyways, 
Uh, did you bring anyone else? Uh, uh, who else is here? And doesn't again doesn't have to be someone you physically brought. It could be sh- sheer hand of fate. They happen to be there because that's me, and I'll just make it happen. Uh, I know I'm bringing Dana. Do you- S- small proposal? Can I bring the train man? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just a good time. He knows a lot about shit, a lot about trades. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what's gonna turn this party up? <laughs> a seventy-year-old train conductor toy maker. Yeah, a Geppetto. <laughs> and as far as my person who just happens to be nearby, can I use oops to get Jake Gyllenhaal in this? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just at the beach. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I'll try to get that train dude on in here. Sure, why not? Uh, if you ask him, he doesn't have friends, so he's totally coming. Oh, of course I'm gonna invite him now. Does Cassius just unironically think that Train Man is like the coolest guy in the world or something? He, is he not the coolest guy in the world? Uh, the dude from the water department is is here. <laughs> Every person you have twelve seconds of conversation with, boom, they're here. <laughs> They don't know why. <laughs> Everyone who was once a were-gator. Yeah, we got them all in here. I'm sure they had a good time. They, they were super out. happy with that experience where they all woke up naked in the same uh, uh, abandoned parking lot. Yeah. Just That's how every good party ends. Yeah. Just make Lee juggle as many NPCs as possible. <laughs> I can barely remember like three of the voices that we already have. So let's do it. Uh... Uh, yeah, do you actually have someone that's not the train conductor? The train conductor can't come and does come, doesn't change the outfit, uh, and brought trains to play with, I guess. I love him. Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone else is around. Unless Moon Moth really is psychic and shows up by her own accord. She is not. Uh, she has no actual uh, <laughs> mystical power. Uh <laughs> You, you keep saying that, but I don't she believe would, you. <laughs> you're welcome to give it to her, uh, uh, and then she'll just have it. But other than that, no. Uh, she is the mundane through and through, uh, and would, yeah, probably die at any given adventure. <laughs> uh, I think all the devils uh, show up. Maybe not all of them. I think I some of them are kind of pissed at June and like the situation that went down. But mm. most of them show up. Uh, Magpie brings her ukulele and looks absolutely stunning in her bathing suit. Uh, Loon is there. Uh, he looks killer. Uh, and then the the rest of them look, you know, rowdy as usual. I think uh, Loon in particular has been working on his his buys and tries. Oh, yeah. Uh, and is ready to show up. Is like wearing like specifically vest snow shirt kind of deal to show off all the tattoos and muscles. There's that thing with like all trans dudes where like the second they can be shirtless, they're going to be shirtless. So he's like rocking it and has uh, some cool tats and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that Beck invites anyone in the bulwark because like while they're all very like dear to her, like they are in a different like age bracket and they're not really exactly who she's thinking of inviting to like a cool beach hang. Sure. Uh, but me, Anna, does want agents to show up. <laughs> For sure. And they do, because uh, <laughs> if there's a lot of magical uh, hunter-style people in one area, they want to keep an eye on it. Uh, 
and I think in because there are uh, this is a beach and it's probably just a boardwalk. There's a public access area over there. They want to look natural, so of course they bring beach supplies and have like you know beach towels, surfboards, whatever, because they want to you know they want to look the part, uh, and they look good because you know they're all super powered peak humans. You know, Beck has one of those um, ugly airbrushed boardwalk t-shirts from like a different trip that Ooh. says like you can beck on it <laughs> oh that's, that's terrible <laughs> and like they, they show up like it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen I love it <laughs> <laughs> oh incredible alright anybody anybody else that we, we want to have here other than that I think uh, we have a pretty full cast um, it is a big house so it can fit a lot of people I want to really dial in on Train Man. Does he have a name? I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was playing on Call of a Train Guy the whole time. Fair enough, Train Man. It is. <laughs> I am the man who trains. Uh, I think Andrea from Goat Pizza was hired by Chalamet to like cater. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I think there's like this so like unspoken. Andrea's part of the group, right? Every time yeah. we finish a mission, <laughs> they're here. Uh, and <laughs> and they the brought Spock the goat. Hell yeah. Oh, can we get Cleopatra in here? Sure. <laughs> oh. Cleopatra, the night manager at the yeah. lovely night. <laughs> Hell yeah. She needs some vacation time. She's been working there all night. You keep like... bringing these, like, geriatric <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to set Cleo up with trade guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure. <laughs> She's also pretty happy to be here. Uh, I feel like about, you know, how familiar the smell of the ocean is. Immediately Ooh. looking around, seeing all the old people, uh, Flint looks at Beck and goes, ah, where's your old person? <laughs> I, I brought them all. <laughs> I don't know, watching Supermarket Sweep, uh, I didn't think it was this kind of that kind of hang. We come to, uh, to uh, Grandmaster Chuck Hayes watching Supermarket Sweep alone in his apartment. He sneezes. What the hell? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is Cleo was the first person that got fucked over by the visitor that we're aware of. So the least we could do is find her some love. Some sweet, sweet locomotive love. Mm. Run Maybe okay. uh, she could six. find love through reach around. It's all connected. The, the train guy's just looking for someone to rail. Uh, that's all. Jesus. Uh, a railroad joke. Okay. Uh, this is the opposite of a relaxing episode. The stress inside <laughs> my body. <laughs> we just I'll lost another. five listeners. I'll find another Eldritch being. <laughs> Flint walks into the ocean. He doesn't return. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is, uh, you know, there's liquor. Uh, there's a bunch of TVs in every room. Uh, uh, Chalamet has like a bunch of records and like those like phonograph style record players. Uh, he's exceedingly antique-y uh, in, in all of his little knickknacks. Uh, I think everyone's got pretty high energy. People who know what... Wait, uh, actually, some of the people here don't know what happened. Do you tell them? Or they just we think just it's gotta a party. Know. We gotta tell Trade Guy. <laughs> they gotta get filled in. We recently went through a near-death experience. It involved a car crash. Cassius lost his arm. 
and we're just happy to be alive. Everyone agrees to not talk about it anymore because <laughs> they're <laughs> like, extremely rude. Three of the devils like shotgun beers and yell out like, "We're gonna kill God next!" <laughs> and the other adults, I joined like, them. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I think Cleo's like, yeah, you get him. <laughs> Hell yeah, Cleo. You show him what's boss. <laughs> I don't remember Cleo's voice. I think it's something like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds that's right. That's right. Cleo, short for Cleopatra. Cleo, short for Cleopatra. There it is. There it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you show God. What did he ever do? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I think that's probably everyone. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fine. What yeah, if the cool. entire beach episode was just us introducing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guests to the beach party? Oh, oh, yeah. That are, that are gonna be here, that it's just ends. a series of entrances for an hour. <laughs> Flint, Flint tried to invite Delaney, but he's not sure if Delaney understood. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I think Delaney for sure was like, Ocean. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> every every technology in this timeline exists simultaneously from pagers to smartphones, smartphones, but Google Translate has never been invented and never will be invented. Yeah. <laughs> if if Flit could cast magic, he could cast communicate with a creature with which you do not share a language, and he can't do magic, so he never will. <laughs> uh, extremely good. Well, all right. Uh, pretty open action here because it's a party and it's a relaxing time for relaxation, baby. What do y'all get up to? What capers uh, is the night take to? Do you take to the night? Do you uh, overdo it? Do you try to find a little romance? Do you what? What do you? What do you do? <laughs> I have some stuff prepared, but if you have any specific things you want to you want to get into, by all means. Well, I think at this point, June comes down to join the party. Uh, June has a big floppy hat on, uh, face full of makeup, rocking heels on the beach. Uh, they're wearing a, uh, like a bikini top, even though they don't have a chest. Uh, June is AMAB, but, um, it's purely for like aesthetic reasons, not to keep anything in place. Uh, and then they are wearing a bikini bottom that has like ruffles that make it kind of hard to like see any sort of bulge down there. Uh, it's kind of like a skirt and then they're wearing a like uh, sarong and everything's black. Um, very nice. long nails again and like they look like they're rocking their shit. Hell yeah. I think there's a resounding Woo! as you come downstairs. Hey Morticia uh, Adams crush this beer. Uh, June catches it and uh, shotguns it uh, and then slams the uh, can down on uh, a nearby table. I was hoping you would say head, but that's fair. Uh, <sighs> hey, Beck, the 90s called. They want their shirt back. I, well, I'll call them back and ask for all of their shirts. Shut up. It's fun. <laughs> I love this thing. <laughs> Lewis pipes in. <laughs> what year is it anyways? <laughs> First hey, time. Sweet baby boy, are you old enough to be drinking that? 
Lewis takes their beer and smashes it on the ground. It's a can. Smashes it on the ground. I'm 22. I already made that joke. I'm about to graduate. Oh, hell, hell yeah, Flint. Classic. <laughs> Flint walks over to uh, to June. Pinches their cheeks. Oh, you're getting so tall. Uh, At this one, I'm pretty sure June is taller than Flint by a little bit. Uh, yeah. And in heels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They forcibly grew and are in heels. It was the Eldritch Horror as well as these four-inch heels. Immediately goes in for a hug, just happy to see June. These kids say the darnest things. Eldritch Horror is Cleo at the side. <laughs> God. Yeah, I know that you know all these youths with their TikToks. Anyway, uh, what, what, how do you feel about trains, Cleo? Oh, I love them! I, when I was younger, we, my friends and I would just go sit by the trains and watch them pass and sometimes throw rocks at them. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, T-Trade guy, what, what, what's the what's the uh, relation of rocks to to trains? You know what I mean? Like, what do they do to that? And I think I'm just going to fade into the background <laughs> and let them, <laughs> let them get distracted by each other. Well, I think this is the voice that I chose for the train, man. <laughs> I can remember correctly. It is so close to Cleo's voice. Because I, I have one southern accent. Uh, Trade Man goes into a long story tale of how many rocks any fucking train can carry. And it's, and it's beautiful, and Cleo weeps. <laughs> and they both immediately leave the party to go uh, hang out. <laughs> they just go sit on a balcony, they have mojitos, Hell and they yeah. talk about trains for hours, because it's all the train conduct Train Man knows. <laughs> Ah, don't you love young love? All right, I'm not next to anyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very. Oh, yes, yeah, very, very good. Uh, does anyone have anything else that more specifically want to get to? I know that uh, Flint, you wanted to have a chat with Lewis at some point. Uh, yeah. Yes, but before that, I'm going to open the door, see the agents at the boardwalk, and just yell. Hey, you guys, get in here. Party. Uh, Romy, manipulated person. (laughs) These people are very trained very, very much to not let their guard down for anything ever. Uh, So despite sucking at manipulate a person, I still got an eight. An eight. Do something right now to prove you mean it. And by mean it, I assume this isn't a trap. This isn't like a weird thing that we're trying to pull on you. This is have a good time. I grab a beer can and a key and shotgun the beer in front of them and then hold up two more. There is a... (laughs) a long uh, look at one another as they, like, rub their faces. uh, And eventually, uh, I think Wyetta's, like, just does a a shrug. Fuck it. And walks into the house. I think uh, Chalamet's, like, are you sure? Yeah. What? What are they gonna do? 
long pause with a, 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 a long face journey of any, possibly anything uh, across uh, Chalamet's face. They're, they're here anyway. We're better off where we can just both see each other plainly than them skulking around corners. Valid point. Valid point. All right. Uh, everyone, welcome to uh, my my beach house. Uh, it is... Well, some of you don't know why you're here. I assume that you are the friends of my friends, and that makes you my friends. Uh, I am uh, so pleased to have all of you around. Uh, most of you, and by extension, the rest of you, uh, are people who have become very dear to me in a very short amount of time. And uh, I want you to know that the... What is mine is yours. The struggles that I have, or the struggles that you have, and the struggles that you have are mine. But that also means that when we succeed, our success is shared. When we feel happy, when we have things come, good things come our way, we get to share it together. And I think that's going to be one of the most magical things we are ever going to find moving forward. A ball of all of the uh, looks at all of the normal people, uh, weird stuff that sometimes comes into our lives. Don't spill, uh, don't bring any drinks in my study. No having sex in my hot tub. Looking at you, Cleo. Cleo gives you like a little, ooh! I know you and your candles. Oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, enjoy yourselves. Let's not think about, uh, you know, all of the possibilities. Let's, let's keep everything here with each other. Let's make it happy. I love you all. And then uh, the most proper man in the universe picks up a, uh, a tall boy PBR, <laughs> cracks it with a knife, and does it does their maybe the first shotgun they've ever done. Gags and immediately starts to sputter. Yeah. Uh, does he have like tearaway pants and a speedo? <laughs> we wish. <laughs> and he is he's happy. Uh, for sure, for sure. Is there any particular person you wanted to talk to? Probably Wyeda. Okay. Uh, I think at some point, because the, uh, as with beach, as, you know, people uh, on beaches and boardwalks tend to do, they just kind of, like, move towards things, and they can see that a party is happening. Uh, so I think slowly but surely, you can see that the people are taking up the unoccupied part of the beach where they thought it was this house's property. Uh, and this uh, beach here, which I will never name and never tell anyone where it is, uh, it has, like, way too much stuff on it. Uh, like, it has, like, this big, like, uh, jungle gym rock climbing setup, this, like, uh, weird exercise. Like, you can, like, throw tires uh, if you're strong enough. Uh, the lifeguards are everywhere, and they're really into their job. Uh, and they, like, uh, they treat everything like uh, everything is like an action movie. Uh, if you've ever seen um, the Zephron Baywatch movie, it's like that. Uh, I don't remember if that movie was good or not, uh, but I remember finding that part of it very funny, uh, where there's just like way too much, too many amenities for a beach to have. Uh, so yeah, I think at some point uh, there's like this like, long series of like little sporting events here and there. Uh, there are a lot of like, not what's it, fall break that college students have like during Thanksgiving, that people are on vacation right now, uh, where uh, they're like filming stuff, they're all uh, a bunch of like partiers out, uh, and they're doing things like hot dog eating contests, boardwalk like darts and whatnot, volleyball is out right now. 
Uh, is there anything specific you get up to? And I'll manufacture how Bayet is involved. Unless you choose to. I think that Beck is cognizant of that, like, rival energy and is too entrenched in, like, comics and TV and enjoys the premise of having a rival. So just, like, straight-up challenges uh, Wyetta to, like, as many little things across the beach as they can. Uh, for sure. Uh, give me a little act under pressure. Uh, do I get to oh. use bottle it up? You can. Uh, but uh, regardless, throughout the entire experiences, uh, she will needle you about using magic to accomplish whatever it is you're doing. Beck uh, is not using magic. Okay. Uh, that is better, but she will suspect it if she loses no matter what. Uh, she is confident she is more physically fit and capable and competent than you are because you... Uh, are a gamer, <laughs> you know. Our grapes. That is a ten. A ten total. Okay. Uh, narrate what that looks like for me. What is the the spectacular challenge where uh, you just narrowly uh, beat a peak human uh, out at something? And it doesn't necessarily have to be sports. It doesn't have to be volleyball. It could be like this is a pie eating contest, and you just are more determined than she is. Something like that. Uh, I, I think that, like, they set up some sort of obstacle course type thing, and I think that, uh, heck, like, Naruto runs or something? I just like the idea that, like, Wyetta is taking it so seriously that she's, like, overcorrecting and overfocusing, and Beck is, like, Still trying very hard because I had to use uh, uh, whatever that move is called. I immediately forgot. Bottle it up. Bottle it up. Uh, but it's like still having fun with it. Mm. And it's a little bit like more loosey goose. For sure. Uh, Wyeta uh, is a very like competitive person uh, just in general. Uh, and is, uh, after having lost to you in, in battle, is determined to prove that they are more capable than you. And I think seeing you fucking Naruto run as you, like, hop from post to post, as you, uh, like, climb the cargo nets, as you uh, uh, crawl across a rock wall, and I maybe at one point flip a tire, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what people on beaches do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, like, sporty people do ever, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think it, it eventually comes to, like, the end of, like, uh, like a little... Uh, like there's like a little basketball thing at the very end. At the very end, you have to like both uh, the first person to like get across the, the court and get the ball in uh, is the the victor. And I think at that last uh, second of you running towards the ball, she sees you Naruto running. She's like, "What the hell are you?" And then trips over the ball and slides across the sand as you right through the the hoop and successfully just win the win the little challenge. Kobe. In- and then the second that they're done, just fall over backward into this hand. <laughs> uh, she uh, looks at you with this great like fire in her eyes of like, you, this can't keep happening. That's on her face. She doesn't say it, but like how? And eventually, I think she probably does say like, is it is it some kind of weird training, some meditation thing? Am I not, am I not getting here that? The, the bulwark does. I mean, yeah, like, we train and stuff. But, but like, I, it, 
based on our based on our knowledge, all thing, all cards on the table, you do like waterfall meditation and and like sit amongst candles and such. Yeah, like real cinema, like Karate Kid type shit. It's great. And that enables you to do all of this. How? Perhaps I'm just a great athlete, Wyetta. Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, also, I don't know. Makes it more fun, so you look forward to like doing it the next time. Mm-mm. All right. So then, let's see how your fun does. One last challenge. It cracks her knuckles, and she like uh, spreads uh, like her feet into like a wide stance. Let's wrestle. First person to be pinned to the ground loses. Uh, I think Beck immediately blushes. Oh, God. well, okay, but I still won the obstacle course, so. Yeah, well, we're not here. We're not out here every day trying to win obstacle course. We're out here to kick some ass and take some names. So let's do this. No, sure, but I still win like the prize from the obstacle course. You're stalling. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, Romy kicks some ass and subtract three. No, no. <laughs> because you just did the bottle it up. I, how, however many you just did. Yeah, it was three. <laughs> oh, well, there it is. I'm not cool. Uh, a four. No, wait a minute. This is kick some ass, so it's seven, eight, nine. Be seven. Okay, you kick each other's ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very kind of clean, not clean, like messy struggle. Uh, where originally uh, she like kind of baits you into to running forward, and she does that classic movie like you get in, she gets under you and flips you over. Uh, but you can do a front flip or something, right? Uh, and so I think you can like cleanly land. And after that point, it is just like a like a uh, uh, like this like really pretzely uh, twist and turn thing where she's really strong, but you are really like limbery and weird. I assume. <laughs> Yeah, and I think can, they're like, a little noodly. Yeah, and she's just like, fucking hold still! I think that they are clearly out of draw, and that there's, like, a certain point in the wrestling where, um, uh, like, Beck just taps out, uh, because they're getting flustered. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Every graphic on the Devils is just, like, jaw on the floor watching. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of the gay ones are just like, yes, queen. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're all very entertained. <laughs> I turn yeah. to whatever agent is nearby. I ship it. Uh, I think Hector looks at you flat faced and goes, what? <laughs> ship it where? What? Does that mean? <laughs> I don't know terms. He doesn't say that. Uh, very, very good. And eventually, I think, yeah, the two of you are like sitting on the beach, uh, like exhausted, sweaty. And uh, I think, yeah, there was like a little bit of a holy shit, they're fucking doing this weird thing. They're going to go do an obstacle course. Yeah. Uh, I think Lewis tries to go through it and exhausts himself pretty quickly and is then kind of impressed with uh, you because he's like, wait a minute, I'm a track star. How do, how do I can't do this? Uh, and yeah. Well, I great. have very few other obligations. So. I'm sorry. Did I make it weird? Is that, is no, that mean of good. me to say? Okay, good. <laughs> you're good. Oh, I mean, incredible. you are but a young boy of 22. That's right. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> uh, Lewis picks up someone else's beer out of their hand and throws it on the floor. <laughs> but that I, was mine. I am Pilots Judas. Betrayer <laughs> of worlds. 
I guess I'll get another one, says Train Man. <laughs> uh, very, very good. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Lewis does come up to you, uh, Flint, and be like, Hey, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Mr. O'Hare, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. I know that you, y'all had kind of like, um, what's it? The last time you had, uh, you went into the, the danger zone. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. Then uh, I just walk out to a jetty. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, you, you walk out to a, like a little, little pier there and, uh, sit down next to the docks and, uh, or sit on the docks and let the ocean occasionally splash your feet. Um, are you trying to, um, and, you know, I guess you're well within your rights to, but are you trying to, like, I noticed that you invited, invited, I, you know what I mean, but you didn't tell me that things were bad and that you needed help. Uh, I hand Lewis an envelope. Is this a check? Nope. It's <laughs> my last will and testament. That's all you. Lewis's body freezes. Oh, I don't, I don't know about I didn't, that, sir. I didn't invite you because, you know, a good friend of mine told me, you gotta be smart, not strong. We, we need someone back at the shed. And if I was gone, you needed to watch the shed. I, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, and he, he looks at you this kind of like starry eyed boy kind of deal of like he really looks up to you and he talks about like oh you know he's gonna be the the brainy guy on the team that whenever you know it's that generation's turn um and uh he's kind of ex- regardless of, of flint's feelings lewis is excited to see kind of the new world I, he apologizes for kind of chickening out in the original bit of it but it's like no i'm ready now i get it now um how does, how does Flint react? Is he kind of proud of Lewis for wanting to fight the good fight? Does he regret Lewis getting caught up in everything? What's, what's a little bit? Of it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, he He's proud and happy that someone's going to be there to watch out for the little guy, but he's also a little sad that it has to be Lewis, and Lewis got kind of thrown into it. Mm. But we, we kind of took him out of it, and he made the choice to come back. He didn't lose everybody he loved, so. Flint thinks that's the best way to get into this line of work. Not an unreasonable line of thinking, for sure. Uh, and I think Lewis does kind of understand that. Uh, he's a pretty bright kid. Uh, and he he think, he think maybe mentions that at some point of like, uh, you know, I you know, he apologizes that you, he assumes, based on the, the newspaper clippings you once left for him, that like, this was never, and there was never any other path for you, but this is one he wants to take. Yeah, I know. Uh, honestly, there there is another path for me. You know those uh, secret agents that uh, I told to come into the party? Yeah. One of them's uh, my friend from college. Uh, he's just like me. We got separated when uh, Chupacabra attacked and killed everybody. Ugh. And, uh, first time I saw him again was recently, but there, there is another path for me. It's just, this is in my opinion, the right path for me. Oh. Oh, I see what you mean, because he's like a fed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you think he comes around by the end of this? When, I, whatever the end is? I hope so. I really, really hope so. Me too. Uh, you, you know, you should have your friends back. 
It's, it's, you know, it's weird to be like the world owes you, but I feel like if there's anyone the world owes, it's you. I don't think it. I had a very easy childhood. I had one really bad incident after a very easy time growing. The world doesn't owe me shit. But, you know, bad things happen and I'm making the best of it. You seem to be uh, doing better, uh, you know, taking a little bit better care of yourself than you than you used to when you first met. Well, that's because I got a family now, and I got all you kids to take care of. I got a brother in Chalamet, you know, I'm happy. Lewis uh, smiles, and he uh, puts like an armor over your shoulder, and he uh, he takes like a swig of his beer, uh, and. He just comments on just how nice a day it is. Yeah. Best I have had since I was a kid. Let's go do some keg stands. Yeah. Old man's got to keep it tight. Got to act <laughs> like you're young, otherwise you die. Oh, really? Okay, then I'm going to be young forever. <laughs> Shouts uh, as the two of you kind of race back up. Uh, and... The uh, the camera uh, pans away uh, from the the jetty, and uh, somehow we didn't notice that uh, uh, not one just a little bit farther down the beach, uh, uh, Mr. Delaney is sitting there with a little fishing pole, and he uh, watches the two of you run back to the the house. He looks out and he says, "Oshin." <laughs> And you guys return to the party. I think maybe we like pan over from that shot of uh, 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 Delaney, and we're just like panning down the beach of like the the beach chair setup, and it's like Dana sort of relaxing in the shade of an umbrella, and then it's like Cassius with like a charcoal face mask and his Hawaiian shirt all open, <laughs> and then we like pan over to a, a child's beach chair with a girt with two cucumbers on her eyes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, for what it's uh, just as a little uh, a visual note Gert's arm, the right one or the left one has crumbled uh, since that original uh, bite oh yeah I've got to get her a matching hat then we'll, then we'll really be twins um, but I'm gonna uh, grab the uh, trade from Dana I'm gonna go find Chalamet why did you want this oh well f- bye all right, I'll be back, Dana. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk later. Just watch, oh, watch Gert. Fucking creepy ass son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> the camera's like right up next to her face as she says that, and you, we see you kind of blurry walking away. <laughs> the camera pants quickly to Gert. Nothing happens, <laughs> and up to you, uh, going up to Chalamet, who is I think wearing a similar Hawaiian pink shirt. Uh, uh, and, and sipping from a mojito glass. Uh, and I, I think uh, Cassius is just going to walk up and be like, Hey, uh, Chalamet, I just wanted uh, to... Mr. Montgomery. Yeah. Um, well, look, I just, you know, I wanted to uh, just come and talk to you just really quickly, real brief. Nothing big. Just, uh, you know, well, uh, we you know, we had a little bit of a... Uh, Cassius, you can just speak plainly to me. No one else is well, here I, right I, now. I, just, I felt bad because I think you took the whole uh, D.B. Koopa thing 
uh, the wrong way. I just wanted to, you know, talk to you because because I just I thought it was really impressive. I thought, you know, I was trying to be nice and compliment you is all. I thought, you know, you're Leepy Koopa. That's excellent. That, you know, that's a legend for people like me. So I was really just, I was excited. That's all. I wasn't trying to insult you. That's... Uh, Cash, because I wasn't insulted that you thought I was D.B. Cooper. Uh, I actually don't know who D.B. Cooper is. But uh, I, I, at the time, I was mad because I just thought you weren't taking things seriously. And I was scared about my niece. That's all. No, it's okay. I just, you know, you, they say never meet your heroes. And I thought, you know, maybe one time it was they were wrong as all. Like, you know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you would. Him. That's it. Uh, but you know, uh, you 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 you've really done a uh, lot for us. You know, um, and you who is this? Trust in us. Sure. What? Who is this, DB Cooper? Maybe I can introduce you. Oh well, he's a he's a infamous uh, international. I don't know if he's international, uh, but he's a thief. Uh, oh well, he, he then held, he no. held up a plane with a bomb. Uh, Definitely and, not. And then uh, they gave him a bunch of money, and he parachuted out. He didn't hurt nobody, you know. What was that uh, part about meeting your heroes? Oh, you know, they say you should never do it, you know, because then they always disappoint you. But, um, you know, he's probably just dead, like impaled on a like a pine tree somewhere. You parachuted out. You, you know, Anyways, you were thinking? saying. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, it's just you've done a lot for us as well. You put a lot of trust in us in a very short time and, and given us a lot of resources. And, and um, you let me talk to uh, that thing. And that couldn't yep. have been easy. Um, so you, I you really threw me for a loop there. Was was pretty scary. Yeah, you yelled hell to me. Um, uh, I, I uh, you know, uh, Cassius, you it, in a lot of ways, I think you surprise everyone all the time, uh, for good or ill. Uh, but I, I don't want to. You know, we're getting close to the same age. Getting close, we're never. It's gonna be the same age. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that you've grown because that feels odd. But no, that's uh, it's June that did that. <laughs> I wasn't I when I met you I was not expecting that level of heroism to come out of you to make like a genuine horrific noble sacrifice I just wasn't expecting it yeah um good on you neither was I um but uh what's well, changed uh, I'm glad to hear that but, um, um if you would like you can be my editor I know you we talked that? about that when you first met me. Yes. If you're... We gotta take it seriously. Uh, because this is, you know, the funds for all of this. Look, if there's anything I've shown you so far is that I can spin a yawn. I know I know a, story, a good story from a bad one. I, I will not disappoint you, my friend. Uh, and, and as a sign of good faith uh, on this day of business dealing, I have brought <laughs> you two presents. Uh, well, it's really one present in, in two pots. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to pull out in, in a magnificent fashion the toy train. <laughs> uh, thank you. That's I, the, fir the first yes, part. Uh, the second are, part you're, yep. you're going to have to follow me for. Uh, now I know okay. you. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna walk away. I'm like. I know you're uh, really big into history. You like. You like to learn about stuff all the time. You're always trying to learn more. So uh, I thought what you might like is with your nice new toy train, which every every good uh, novelist wants. Uh, I'm gonna like open the door to the balcony and be like, "You'd want the history of it, <laughs> train guy." 
Come on over here. Tell us about this train. What's what, what, <laughs> how how much weight can it carry? <laughs> what what are the models and what years did it run through? Well, this is the Trailblazer 1899. You see, <laughs> immediately no not a second to lose. Just going into it, uh, and uh, I guess Cleopatra is also there, being like, "Ooh, uh, to learn about trains." And the three of them are now locked. And as you, I assume, walk away, uh, you uh, get like, <laughs> you get like a deathly glare from Chalamet of like, "You won." <laughs> uh, and I think I'm gonna walk back uh, with three drinks somehow in my hand, my one hand. Uh, I think just violently spilling all of them as he sets one down in front of Dana, one, one next to Gert, and then sips on one for himself. Uh, and he goes, "Hey, Louis." You, you got those posters yet? I do. Do you want to see? I'll get the proofs. Do you want them? I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, Lewis goes into his, his car, gets his uh, briefcase. He's a briefcase kid. Uh, and brings over the briefcase to you and clicks it open. Uh, what does everyone see? Uh, yeah, I think maybe I, I like go and gather the others from whenever they're like, if they're, you know, if they're doing something, they're doing something. But I'm going to gather them. I'm going to be like, oh, behold. Uh, let me go through my notes really quick. It's so longer. It's uh, oh gosh. uh, behold, the poster for Farms Along Klondike's Eternally Fomenting in the Levy Momentarily. Uh, and I think it's like one poster that has like Jake Gyllenhaal's silhouette. Uh, <laughs> that's like, like have, have his silhouette, and then like a farmhouse that comes off on the other side, and then surrounding it is the uh, the 13 coin and uh like branch design that we learned is able to uh uh repel the beacon or at least stop their powers uh so i think he's designed a poster that he can put around town uh, and hopefully use that to uh counter the beacon now uh lewis picks in and notice we have a a, a convenient loophole where we've misspelled jake jake's name yeah. Uh, so he can't sue us for using it. No one no, knows how to spell Gyllenhaal anyway, so. <laughs> Truly. It's actually take Gyllenhaal, but no one really looks for the little <laughs> curve part of the J. The <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> you guys oh, are geniuses. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I had a lot of time in bed to, to sit and think about this movie and what, what marketing steps I need to take. Hopefully it'll help people a little bit, at least, you know. It's important we'll to me a lot that of coins. in all of these Cassius scenes, he's had a mask on the whole time. Yeah, the full charcoal mask. The full charcoal mask. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were going to be Cooper. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were going to be Cooper. Like, it's a little yeah. peck mouth. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> The whole uh, yeah, very, very good. Uh, it's in front of you. If you're welcome to talk about it, if you'd like, uh, you don't have to. Uh, no, just we gotta get these around town, you know? Gotta yeah. get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Get the word out. Y- y- you do know that, like, eventually people are gonna be like, where the fuck's Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna start asking Jake. Hey, bud, where are you? And then he's going to have to answer to it. At a certain point, it stops being my problem. It starts being his. We're really trying to get Jake Gyllenhaal on Cameo. Just to record, like, just 20 seconds for this. And it's really going to be like, wait, you're not a movie director? You know? Before this podcast, I maybe thought about Jake Gyllenhaal twice a year. Now I think about Jake Gyllenhaal like three times a month. 
I I had to actively Google him <laughs> at the beginning of all this to figure out who we were talking about. God. I will say the the individual reactions to Jake Gyllenhaal right there was perfectly in character. <laughs> like Beck being like, "How is this consumed my life?" and Flint being like, "I got no fucking." Jude being like, "Hell yeah, I know exactly what's going." On. Oh, very very good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like just post a few posters around. Make sure there's like one on the doors to the Chalamet sh- Beach Chalet. I think we cut to june if if uh cassius is is done uh june has like three lifeguards around them um like uh pointing out like different tattoos that uh june has or different scars like june has a lot of scars on their body from uh their time with the devils and their time with james uh, there's a couple that like look extremely magical in nature. Uh, there's one that like looks like a like a lightning burst, uh, kind of webbing like roots going across their back. That's cool as hell. Uh, and there's one that looks like a pretty nasty burn. And these three lifeguards are like chatting June up a bunch. Um, and June is like eating a hot dog and just kind of like holding court with a fan, talking to them. And uh, <laughs> Sees back and it goes, uh, excuse me, boys, I'll be right back. And um, uh, oh, wait, you don't want to stay a little bit longer? <laughs> uh, look, don't don't be desperate. No one likes that. Two behind him go, oh, as that one runs away. Oh, he doesn't run away. Poor guy. Poor dear. Uh, June goes over to Beck, though. Oh, hey, uh, hey, Beck. Hey, how you uh, doing? Oh, you know, uh, thanks for sending over that, that mac and cheese. That was pretty damn cool of you. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, the, the bacon was choice. Yeah, it is It is not good for you. That recipe should be outlawed, but <laughs> it is yeah. sacred. So, you know, it's important. Uh, look, not to, uh, like... I don't know, be uh, weird about it or anything, but um, would you I feel be, like we're there? <laughs> would you be up for like uh, hanging out some sometime? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Going over, uh, you know, some some magic stuff. It's it's. I, I've been kind of scared to do any on my own, and uh, I don't know if if you'd be up for. <laughs> I don't going shopping or something and then maybe practicing some, some spells. You you just had like four lifeguards eating out of the palm of your hand. Now what is happening? Dude, yeah, we're we're friends. Okay, I'm just of making course. sure. I don't I don't know. I don't I, I, we we I, fought an elder eldritch monster thing and I, I don't know, you're really cool with the kung fu shit and you have a hot martial arts daddy and stuff. I'm going it's all to, a ploy to get into Chuck Hayes' pants. I'm going to choose not to internalize that last part. Uh, we cut to Chuck Hayes watching Supermarket Sweep again. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> a different episode of Supermarket Different episode Sweep. of Supermarket Sweep. It's been several hours. Jesus. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, uh, the, your, your old style of magic 
definitely had some kick-ass, like, gothic appeal, but it also looked really painful, so... Uh, Yeah, it hurt a whole lot, June, like, says and, like, looks down at, like, a bunch of the scars. Yeah, so we'll find some new shit. Who knows, maybe you'll, maybe you'll do, like, liquor casting or something. Oh, see, that'd be rad. Yeah, it'll be fun. There's nothing to worry about. Awesome. Well, uh, hey, I don't want to uh, keep you from Wyetta or anything, so I'll let you get back in there, champ. What? Oh, I've, I haven't seen Wyetta in a in a minute. Why? Oh, n- n- nothing. My bad. Shouldn't have said anything. Oh, okay. Well, see you later. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Beck. Uh, hey, <laughs> you're you're a really good friend. And you're a really good friend. And I know how much this sort of full house energy really hurts you on a spiritual level. Uh, well, that's why I'm going to go let one of those lifeguards fuck me. <laughs> like saunters out. Uh, as, as you depart, I think you lock eyes with uh, uh, fellow gay Dr. Garcia Chalamet who gives you a mm-hmm nod. <sighs> um... Good luck. June, June is actually not going to go back over to the lifeguards. June is going to find Cassius. Mm. I can be a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> I have the credential. I've never used it. Man, I just know that I can, hustling. <laughs> I can drown a man for free. Look, it's been about like eight episodes since we had any June Cassius sexual tension. So I'm just saying, it's it's the 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 cycle is is coming back up. Next next episode's Flint's turn again. <laughs> It's a long cycle. <laughs> I don't know if June and Flint have had any tension, or did you mean Cassius and Flint? Oh, Cassius and Flint. But yeah, I mean, if, if, no, I'm here if, for that. If June and Flint want an episode, I could take a hiatus. That's fine, too. Anyways, the two of you meet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, June is, like, standing over Cassius as he's, like, suntanning or something. Like, the, the shadow comes across. Uh, yeah, Cassius will look up and be like, oh, uh, hello, June. Uh, I can move. Do you want a beach chair? Do you want to sit with us? Uh, no, like, I don't want to disturb y'all or nothing, but, um, hey. Oh, so, Dana, this is June. Uh, ah, nice know. to meet you. Uh, I assume you're one of Cassius's quote-unquote friends. Does he owe you money? Uh, not yet. No, actually, uh, Cassius, uh, lost his arm pulling me from a car wreck. Uh, he was a real hero that day. Can you yeah. roll me manipulate a person? I'll give you a plus two because uh, there's a there's a proof, physical evidence. I just I didn't know my own strength. I just pulled too hard and it popped off. What do you got for me? I got sixes, baby. So that's gonna be a fourteen. But <laughs> another plus two is a sixteen. Sixteen. There is a wow, really? Cassius, Cassius Montgomery. There's like. Like, whoa, you're not the guy I thought you were. Yeah, totally, totally the most selfless thing I have ever seen. Well, you wouldn't believe how good airbags are in these new cars. I mean, that's the real hero here, because I I, I don't have anything like that in my car. If if I didn't have it in mine, we would have been done for. Anyway, if you want to talk, I can, uh, uh, you know, I need a new drink anyway. We could go. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's walk over. Well, nice meeting you. Hey, uh, I'd love to hear any other stories you have. Uh, J- 
June just like salutes and keeps walking. <laughs> uh, look, I I appreciate what you did. Uh, you did not need to do what you did, uh, and um, you know, folks like us, we're not used to uh, thanking each other for anything. Uh, I, I assume, but I, I do appreciate it. Oh. Uh, oh, this is gonna like put his arm. Oh no, this uh, this wasn't. This was. Just, I I've always wanted to pull the Fisher Fleece with the Toronto Swamp and a, a double switchback maneuver, but you can't do that unless you got you know only the you need the the one arm and you need the hook it and otherwise it doesn't work. So you know it's just, it's the top. This all just the Fisher Fleece with the Toronto switch and the switchback maneuver. That's all. You uh, know, no no thanks needed. It was purely uh, purely for the con. June, like, can't keep things in their top, but they, like, reach in anyway and pull out a piece of paper and uh, is going to hand it to Cassius and say, uh, look, on this paper is the phone number and address of John and David Fisher. They are community organizers that live in my neighborhood, and they have... uh, They're used to helping people get you know, things they need uh, in a legal and, like, helpful sense. And they have already started looking for a physical therapist that can help you with your, uh, you know, new situation. So if you want that and are interested, they will uh, start working with you on, you know, whatever you need. Uh, And and they owe me some stuff, so it's not going to cost you nothing or anything like that. Thanks, June. That really, um, I hadn't, I will admit, thought through the, the, uh, rehabilitation period so much when I, uh, you know, uh, pulled you from that vicious car wreck. Uh, but, um, yeah. How are you doing? Oh, uh, about as good as I can be, I reckon. Uh, it's, uh, was a dark couple weeks there, but this has been a really great day. Yeah. Can I ask, what did you, uh, what did you end up doing with that pocket watch? Uh, I shot it into James with my magic gun. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I was a bit hazy on that part of the fight. It was pretty fucking cool. I'm bummed you missed it, but uh, I was so focusing on all my memories. And yeah, stuff and all no, the, you all were the, you were doing some crazy theory. shit too there. So I think there's like, there would have been like a quick camera flash of what did you do with that pocket watch? <laughs> oh, a very fast blast through the pocket watch. Cut back. I uh, shot it. That's excellent. That's very very good. Um, but yeah, what's what now? Do you own that bar? Or? Fuck, I think I might. Cool. Yeah, I guess I own a bar. It's gonna need a new name. I mean, is it in the south of the swamp? Uh, you know, I'm All not... I'm saying is it was the last tavern, Eden's last tavern before, and you got a group called the Devils, so I feel like there's something to be worked out there. Damn, that is almost biblical, now that you say it like that. I don't know if that's the road you want to go down or anything, you know. But, could be. You know, I might just need someone to help me come up with a good name, so why don't you and I brainstorm? 
and uh that's great i this is the most work i've gotten in one day it's <laughs> probably about two years uh jill hand caches a drink that. and they'll like clink glasses lovely uh thank you jill uh good neighbors what is the most fun thing you do together Uh, I, I mean, beer pong, two v two seems like an obvious. Very good. Yes, yes, <laughs> beer pong, beer pong. Hell yeah! And uh, what is something everyone learns about you uh, during the course of this vacation slash party, potentially during this very fun experience? One by one, feel free. Oh God, what's something we learn? It can be as meaningful or stupid as you want. Uh, but, you know, give it a little spice. Oh, God, I think I think it's timely. I think it's time to reveal my 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 dark backstory. Uh, gosh, I think I think Cash has finally let slip that he's the, the child of a, a, a lobster caused divorce, but gives no, no further explanation. <laughs> What? what? Who are you? I'm D.B. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret. Uh, no, Flip might a, be I'm old enough a... to be D.B. Cooper. I don't know who Cassius is. <laughs> I'm close. How old is Cassius? Indeterminate. <laughs> we do a uh, lot of that here. It's tough because on the one hand, you want to be like, well, what period would they have been born in? And then it's just like, well, what time are we in now? <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, it's that Marvel like, sliding time scale in the 616 right? universe. Yeah. It's like well, probably late 40s, early 50s, but he looks much worse. <laughs> I thought he was a lot younger than I thought he was like, was like late 30s, but looked terrible. Could be. oh very good anywhere in that sort of like late 30s early 40s mid 40s late 40s air region somewhere in that ballpark oh crap Uh, (laughs) all right am i the only one doing this truth or dare or no all right all right uh Shit, I've been mostly an open book. Uh, Chupacabra ate my house party, and Hector was my uh, best friend, and we played football together. Best oh, damn. friend? Yeah, best friend. Okay, just checking. Yep. Uh, cool. Right, Hector. Uh, Hector, who's hanging uh, with the squad, uh, and is uh, doesn't seem to be having like trying to have fun. I think they are a little bit in their own head uh, too much to be like doing keg stands, but they seem to be like I'm having a pleasant time. They give you a little wave and turn back. Oh, are oh, they an adult? Oh. Hey, Flint. Uh, yeah, I'm real sorry about your friends. That that's rough. Yeah, it it was, and you know I got real bad for a real long time and behaved real bad for a real long time and then I found you guys you know, you're my family I love you guys oh, love you too Flynn Uh, I love you guys 
June flirts with like everyone. This is not a flirtation, but June like is very touched by that and gives you a kiss on the cheek. Thanks, kid. You're real important to to us, Flint. I think that Beck is competitive uh, and likes to party, so they do play beer pong. They don't really like beer, and they get pretty drunk. Uh, so I think at some point, uh, when everyone's being all sweet, uh, I think it's like a sort of quiet thing uh, that almost gets like passed by or does, where they're like, "I love you guys too," and like they like pat Flint like on the the knee because they're sitting next to him. Go, "I love you, Dad," and they like just go back to talking. <laughs> you too, kid. You too. <laughs> I don't think they even noticed that they did uh. it, and I hate beer. <laughs> Why does it taste like bread? I think this is maybe the one moment where Hector does turn around to like be like, "Hey," and he's like, "Well, you see, with IPAs, it starts to." Hector, no, no. With that kind of a vibe, I've got a old train guy. Like, hey, hey, that one's mine. That one's mine. I feel like Cash is like O's train man, like a debt, and is just trying to widen his social circle or something. Oh god, train man's my James Pale. <laughs> Sorry, I borrowed your hat. Yeah. Here's all of these relationships. Yeah. I will tether you to me forever. Yeah, I took some of the, the train granola, and, and he's never forgiven me since. Why didn't we bring Train Guy to fight James Pale? <laughs> right? <laughs> he would have disintegrated the moment he walked through the door. Yeah, it would have been uh, like the Skyrim mod where the dragons are just giant Thomas the Tank yeah. engines hurtling towards the visitor. <laughs> train Man is like the greatest <laughs> wizard in the world. Just creates portals, trains come out it's of him. It's a turbo teen situation, and he turns into a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I eat some of that granola. Can I ask a question that may be a bummer? Uh, I've been at the hospital for a little while for obvious reasons. Has anyone checked up on Jude with a G with a D rather? Uh, I mean, I walked past the house and they were outside playing. No one was telling them to. Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, any of you can say any of this however you would like. Um, uh, Jude is fine. Uh, he feels a lot better. He is unclear about how much he remembers about the experience of, like, running into the visitor, but, uh, is clearly on the track of, like, I just want to get my life going again, and I want to do stuff again. They seem healthy and good. Um, I think, uh... Flint and June do a karaoke rendition of Separate Ways, Worlds Apart by uh, Journey. It's a great song. Uh, Is is Flint a good singer? Oh, I don't think June is a good singer. Flint at one point was a wonderful singer till, you know, they ripped their vocal cords screaming for their life. Fair enough. They could get um, into some smoky, bluesy... Yeah. Yeah. Little Tom Waits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Uh, and I think as they sit back down, June is like, all right, y'all get one question. Does anyone have a question? Uh, Flint strokes his beard. Thinking. Oh, just question about anything? Yeah, I'll tell you one, one, one thing about, about the mystery that is, uh, June Traherne. Oh, gosh. Um... What about compound questions? Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the jury says. All right, I'll let the two of them ask first. Oh, I, well, this was one for the group. Oh, oh. oh shit. Mm. One for the road. Ah, fuck. You told us one one thing about you and uh, you and Hector, so I figured I should, it'd be only fair if I gave y'all one. Oh, guys, I'm just going to ask something stupid like, What's the, you know, secret ingredient in the eagle sauce of the little Philadelphia diner or something? The things that keep me awake at night. I don't want to ruin the question on that. It's man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Beck, who is like tipsy or whatever, just like slams their fist on the table and points to June and goes, first kiss story, go. Oh boy! Uh, well, it was at uh, church camp, like a like a pray away the gay situation. <laughs> no, that came later. Oh damn it! And uh, so did I. All right. <laughs> ah. Uh, but he was in the uh, the worship team. He played acoustic guitar and had a stupid haircut. But I thought he was uh, the prettiest boy I had ever seen. Ooh. Yup. There. The The die has been cast. The question has been asked. And and I'll follow it up with uh, the secret ingredient in the eagle sauce is uh, a little bit of crushed red pepper. (sighs) Uh, I'll put it on a table. Uh, What is one one question you want to learn about any singular person here? Or, or you might uh, you might also be able to ask like about the bureau, uh, about Gert, about uh, uh, like Delaney, anybody here, and it, it I will finagle how that answer gets to you. Uh, but what is that one little thing we want to learn about somebody? We get one each, or again cumulatively as cumulatively. Oh fuck, that's so much harder. Mm. Um, what is Train Man's name? Yeah. <laughs> fuck what's you. His, what's his name? Train Man. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, no. um, oh boy, I feel like it's got. Uh, I guess the universe, you know, also fine. It's got to be like Chalamet, right? We want to learn something about Chalamet. Yeah. Or Hector. No, wait. Yeah, when you say the universe. Like, if the Bureau knows something about monsters, like how they get to Earth or what mm. they want. Like the origin, what's the origin of monsters? Yeah. That'd be a pretty fucking dope question. Or Train <laughs> Man's <laughs> name. Like, they're yeah. equally I like Train Man's name. It's it's Hugh, comma, Man. <laughs> and his nickname is Train. <laughs> his name is Luca Motive. <laughs> oh crap, that's really good. Uh, or what if we could do like what's what is a a powerful presence in the area that we are not yet aware of? 
maybe. I'm Ooh, less maybe interested cool. in like Fair. a plot thing that'll get us an edge and more interested in like learning about the people that we constantly spend time with. Word. Then we could do like what happened to Chalamet's partner or we could do like Chalamet's, what is it, sister? That he saw in yeah. the uh, vision. Like, is it possible that the visitor had something to do with her psychosis or like something? Do you want to do it that route? Like, I I I dig that. Like, what is Chalamet's connection to potentially the visitor, or like, what is Chalamet's goal? What like, Chalamet's connection to monsters? How did he get into it? Like, what is what does he want out of out of this right now? Chalamet, give us your backstory. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think the party kind of is in its wind down period. It's like fucking 4 a.m. Where everyone is either like going to sleep or uh, just kind of existing at night. You know how that goes at some parties? Yeah. Uh, And uh, Chalamet is a uh, like a chronic insomniac and is very awake right now. Just kind of sitting in one of their lounge chairs like swirling a glass of wine, having cigars, just like a smoking room. He's wearing a smoking jacket that he put on for this over top of his Hawaiian shorts. Uh, he looks a little silly, but he seems pretty happy. Uh, and and how do you how do you kind of bring this up? What do you what do you say to him? Hey, you Chalamet. Uh, good evening, Mister O'Hare. All right, having a good night. Fucking fucking great. Oh, someone's having a good time. Police sirens. <laughs> so, Cassius got lobster divorce something. A classic American tragedy. June. Fuck it. Are you okay? And Flint starts falling asleep. Okay, you can just... Wakes, <laughs> wakes up. We're, we're all learning about each other, and we realize we, we want to know more about you, man. How'd you get into all this? Ah, okay. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I feel like we've been in this long enough. Um, so, I used to be a sort of catalog-er. Um, a kind of... Uh, my my husband and I, we, would, uh, we were these, like, searchers out in the world... Uh, trying to track down these uh, odd occurrences. Originally, the intent was to track down, like you know, the spooky stories. I was trying to do research for uh, my books, and at some point, uh, I had run into Martin, who originally had a job as a, a as a, a an editor. And uh, Martin said he, you know, knew of all of these places that could help me elevate my job, and in the process of researching those stories, those different occurrences, those uh, strange happenings in different parts of the world that we started travel on together. Uh, the I started, you know, like anyone does, you start picking up on things, you start realize that these things aren't as different uh, or aren't as uh, impossible as we once thought. And eventually Martin confessed to me that they were very, very real. And he had kind of been testing the waters that whole time of, am I a safe person to uh, let know about the universe and I, I like to think that I am and he agreed to show me and Martin was this prolific wizard of his era let's say uh, so I never felt in any danger he kind of took care of everything he's the reason the hodag is behind bars um, uh, 
it's it's one of those things where you know uh you can kind of find yourself into these moral quandaries of uh when you know about this how at what point do you stop and do things for yourself and try to take care of yourself and and put it away or put it down uh and martin isn't the kind of person to do that he had this idea that uh in by knowing about it by knowing that monsters exist and that people have genuine real nightmares living next door that it was his job to take care of it all the time every waking moment he dedicated this and because he was a wizard he could make it so he wasn't tired he could make it so he was in different parts of the world he could make it so uh all of these different things where he was just constantly doing it uh it was he was constantly flowing through him he was constantly uh using different spells you putting different things into his, his body um and uh not to make it too sad but martin altogether is something different now uh and i I try to kind of keep a little bit of his mantle going he's a he's alive he's still fighting the good fight but he's not i don't don't know it's it's i don't want to say not a person he's something bigger than that now you know do you know what that means yes Sorry, He's the closest no. thing we have to something divine. He's just different. <sighs> Not to be a bummer, and, but I do yeah, yeah. I do understand how being in this fight eventually turns you into something else. Yeah, I I I'm sorry I turned that out that way for you. I, I never would have wanted that sort of thing. I, for what it's worth, I, I'm hoping to maybe one day to learn to fix that situation. Maybe it will apply to you, too. Oh, well, I'm I'm fine. Everything's fine. You don't have to be. Well, I want to be very clear. I thought something maybe we learned about through all of this was, you know, you don't have to be fine. You can rely on us. Yep. Yeah. Just because you're you know, tall now doesn't mean that we like feel any different way about you, you know? Like, regardless of how tall you are, we love you. And stuff. So. Anyway, I'm sleepy. <laughs> yeah, not to, to bring the party down. <laughs> no, thanks for, uh, thanks for telling us that, Chalamet. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe you'll run into him one day and he'll have an idea. Uh, you need research materials or anything. No, count on us. Of course, of course. It's it's one of those things where I've been at it so long that it's hard to see, you know, there's always a spider web of pathways to go. Yeah. And I admittedly, my responsibilities have changed. I have a niece that I take care of now. And... There's nothing she's more important to me than my life. So I have to focus on that too. Well, same thing we said to June is you can lean on us. I know. And that's a good thing to know. I am really happy that we met, that we all met. I wish it was under different circumstances, though I don't know if it were under different circumstances. Uh, we are all the same type of person to hang out. But. I am glad that it we are so different and still happy to be around each other in 
whatever this is. Uh, June will throw Chalamet a cold hot dog to eat. Uh, in a uh, uh, spirit of the moment, Chalamet doesn't really eat hot dogs, but he takes it and he takes a little knock out of it and has that like grimace of like, yeah, good. <laughs> Slow swallow. I'll save that the rest of it for later, though. Sets it down on the table. Oh, here, no, I got it, I got it. And, and Beck puts it in like a Ziploc bag and writes like four Chalamet on it, just so you don't forget about it. You can have it later for breakfast. And they like Thanks. put it yeah. in. <laughs> it's very, very kind of you. Puts a, a hand on your shoulder. Thanks. <laughs> I um, I'll be up all night, most likely, but. Y'all, y'all welcome to come and go as you please. Uh, my house is yours to, to, to walk through and, and stay in. I I can't I keep saying it, but I'm happy to have you around, but also don't feel like any obligation to be here, you know? Yeah, I'll probably be up all night also. Then can I interest you in one of these? And opens up a little cigar case. Oh, yeah, well, before... now, Chalamet. <laughs> if I may. I was actually going to go out for a regular cigarette before breaking into one of those. Care to join June? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Two of you walk off. Hey, uh, listen, kid, I know before things got rough, I was pretty harsh with you. I'm sorry. Uh, there is, there's nothing to be sorry for, Flint. You were just doing what you thought was right. Yeah, but I could have done what was right better. I, I could have could have been more understanding of your situation. I could have been more open with you. And Maybe you wouldn't have been in so much danger if I had behaved better. Well, I, uh... I got a way you can make it up to me. What do you need? Anything. You you really mean that? Yeah. Always. In four years, I need you to put me down. And we close out! Uh, the uh, the camera flips as you we see. Promised relaxing beach times. I'm gonna go back into my notes here. Uh, if anything goes wrong, the characters did it to themselves. I did write that at the very very beginning. Uh, the camera uh, pans back around to the uh, the morning glow as uh, as the night has ended and we see the sun cresting up over the horizon dyeing the ocean its mix of reds and yellows and orange uh, as these sort of purpley uh, water uh, reflects the sunlight into the sky we see uh, Delaney having never left the pier uh, just relaxing fishing no fish have been caught still waiting nothing happened uh, and every now and again looking back over the uh, the house behind them we see uh Lewis and the train man talking about trains because they're both actually really into trains and Lewis is that kind of guy uh, having just a good night. Uh, I think we see uh, uh, 
the train man uh, also brings up it's like do you know if Cle- that that do you know if that young Cleopatra lady is single? Uh, and Lewis goes probably. Uh, we see uh, the bureau uh, getting into their um, their like black SUVs as they uh, pull off, uh, and they they see that they actually like look happy. They have this like grim, like uh, like way too pragmatic, way too cynical look on them all the time. And as they get in their cars to go home, uh, they leave you alone. They don't sit there and monitor you 24-7. They just feel like they had a good time, and they just leave. We see who else came. Dana never got left alone with Gert. And <laughs> Gert, uh, no one ever came back for her. So she's I like, would have gone back. <laughs> Dana's carrying around Gert being like, has anyone seen Cash? And she's like holding it like it's a baby. I don't know what to do with this thing. It just keeps popping up. Uh... And uh, and yeah, I think that was everyone. Did I miss anybody? No, I don't think Andrew so. I'm gonna pretend Fuck. I did. I mean, oh, the goat like devils. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Andrew's probably with the devils because they're regulars, uh, and that's kind of their point of contact. Uh, and I think the uh, she's agreed to like let them like play little games with the goat. Uh, I think they're trying to teach it how to do a backflip, and it does. And everyone's there's a stunning <laughs> woo in the background uh, as we see the. Uh, uh, camera do like this big time lapse where we see uh, uh, like night and day pass back and forth really really quickly uh, we see uh, uh, that like disturbed look on Flint's face at that moment that idea was revealed uh, we see uh, back in Constance this uh, uh, like group of people standing on the McGann Harbor all this glassy eyed look in their face as they uh, approach the city, and we hear this odd, melodic hmm and ha in the distance. Strange singing voice. And, uh, we close out. <laughs>